and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role-playing campaigns. With me back again after like our fake half an hour where we went away and read this, and it's definitely not been a whole day, it's my co-host Hamilton. Hello, Hamilton. How are you? I'm good, Fiona. How are you? I am very good. We This is the second start to this episode because um, yes. we had some technical difficulties, and then I had no words. So <laughs> Yes. I, it's, it's one of those things where you have no words. I don't but... think people appreciate how difficult saying that intro is better at it but then but then you're very good at improvising and twisting the words slightly and i go oh that's very good and then i go oh no now now what now do i go back to how i say it but now <laughs> i look like a complete <laughs> arsehole no don't be sorry you're totally fine but i'm excited for this we're gonna we're gonna do a very tight episode i think today mm. we're gonna do try and do 30 minutes because those keen-eyed listeners are fans of dm's book club will be well, well, well they'll remember at the end of last episode you mm. uh, announced you were like, yeah. oh, I've got a notification that the yeah. first chapter of the Radiant Citadel is out on D&D Beyond. And I was like, great, let's wrap up. Let's go. Yeah. Let's read. And then it's been a day. and We're now back at it. So let's go right into it. What are your first impressions of, of what you've been able to read? Like, what do you make of this first chapter of the Radiant Citadel? What oh, my first impressions are super cool. Yes. Top top point amazing maps because i really like the style of maps i've forgotten who the map artist is that is doing all the maps currently they've gone right out of my mind but uh i do like it they've done all the ones since which like that i know mm. of. they might have done before but i'm a big fan and this oral diamond is cool <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty much i think it's got such a cool little backstory uh, yes. behind it which is when i say little not at all quite mm. large spanning <laughs> backstory but it's got a very cool intro bit at the beginning which sort of gets you into the this sort of idea of like it made me think of those sorts of like welcome to a world of adventure like the and yes. do you know what i mean like this sort of like here we are uh, a new campaign setting that i think we're going to get that is going to be mm. that is just going to take us to a whole new raft of experiences, which is what it's, it sells from right from the beginning. So I'm quite yes. excited, very excited yeah. by that. And basically want to then start clicking on all of those different places and finding mm. out more about them. And then the 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 things that I've um, picked up on the cool little factions that it has in mm. there that I'm um, quite excited by. And oh, and also I love the pixely arty one as well. That art is cool. yes, yeah. It's, yeah. it's sort of a, sort of a little further out, sort of like mm. a mid shot view of this yeah. beautiful the uh, Aurorel jewel, the crystal essentially, mm. and, and the way that the Radiant Citadel is. Because I think this is the thing you don't get from that two D down map. Yes, is that. It, it's it's basically like a fossil of some sort which is wrapped around this sort of shard and mm. it looks so cool yeah the pixelized sort of image there it makes sense and i yeah. think the the cool thing about it you sort of mentioned it briefly puts this sort of this city this floating city in in space in, in the sort of the the astral uh sea or space or whatever it's uh, the ethereal plane sorry ethereal is that, plane, yeah is that it's very reminiscent of me of like deep space nine it is a you know it's a, it is a station yeah. where people yeah. can come and live and yeah. that you could have your whole adventure in 
this thing. It's big enough for it. But at the same time, you can go to other places thanks to the Concordant Jewels as well, which we'll talk about in a second. A bit like we said about Rock of Brawl a bit in Spelljammer was a similar sort of thing. Like it's it's yes. in the Spelljammer universe, but it's like a it is like a city in itself. Like the like the water deep of Forgotten Realms and, and mm. along with other cities in, in Forgotten Realms. But yeah, but this feels as you said, yeah, definitely so much more space stationy. Or the Nexus in Dark Souls, uh, in yeah. uh, Demon Souls, <laughs> yeah. even. That's, and that's, and that's yeah. the thing. I think what's really cool, there's a really great quote from the first of the paragraph or two, mm. and it's like, heroes and paupers meet on equal footing in the Radiant mm. Citadel. By common agreement, power and resources are equitably shared. Dignity is afforded to all, and the great need is met with great aid. And you know what's very interesting reading through, like how the Radiant Citadel works as a city. It's clearly a city that you know has been brought together by this collaboration by different civilizations. And when a civilization falls or gets lost, then we have refugees come in, and they are welcome. They are given housing. They are given like yeah. uh, healing, as and it's on like a, a sliding payment system. Uh, and it, there's a whole bit about taxes. There's a whole bit like the people who've written this city have gone through and really got nailed down the detail of of different aspects of a city life but it's not so much detail like oh for this amount you get this amount of gold etc it's just written in such a plain language and it's just a couple of paragraphs per section and you're like i get such a good view of the city that it's there's all these different civilizations all these different people that come here and make this place their home but they can easily go back to their civilizations that they've come from or their homes of their ancestors thanks to these concordant jewels and it's just yeah, it's everything about it. Yeah. Yes, this, this nexus of diplomacy and trade. That's yeah. what the uh, Radiant Citadel is. 100%. And I, I like the on the taxation thing, the thing that I thought was really cool was that rich or poor alike can instead offer something unique that might be to the liking of the incarnate, such as a lost song, a secret tale, or a rare piece of art. I just kind of love that. <laughs> yeah, because so, yeah, it's not sneered down upon in any way. Everything is valuable here. Talk about one of the biggest sort of geographical thing about yeah. it. So we sort of talked about it a little bit. This idea yeah. of this auroral diamond, mm. this heart of the the Radiant Citadel, which is like mm. a shard with this sort of uh, spiraling sort of. Uh, it's I think it's a fossil. It says like this this sort of way, the way it sort of turns up the land. What's cool about this auroral diamond? It has this thing about it changes color for unknown mm. reasons, and so mm. sometimes it can hold a color for a whole year, but otherwise it changes it twice in a week. Yeah. But it rarely repeats the same colour. And this is the bit I find cool. We talked about it in one of our previous episodes for a sibling podcast about the idea of folklore and about theories and stuff like that. And I think this is one here. So there's some scholars that believe that each colour represents the birth of a new civilization somewhere in the multiverse. I love that. And the repetition of a colour means the death of that civilization. There's other people that hypothesize that the changing colour is an, actually a countdown to some unknown event. Um, but... <laughs> That's a classic I, D&D trope, isn't it? It's a classic D&D. But that's the thing, because you can imagine this huge yeah. sort of like, you yeah. know, a, a staple, a location, um, a landmark, mm. and you like, it's changing colour rapidly. Yeah. That's, again, a really interesting thing to happen to your place. And it's something that would worry people probably being there. Again, what's quite cool that they put in the last paragraph, it goes, by the way, it's indestructible. So it's like, <laughs> don't you can't blow it up. Just don't be silly. <laughs> Don't don't be silly. But yeah, so that that's like the biggest sort of like part of it which everyone can see. And I think you can have real good fun as a DM yeah. describing that as you arrive 100%. into the passage of respite if you arrive there on one of the concordant jewels or 
I think that's that's the main way you get into the Raiden Citadel is from the passage of respite. I love the idea of this colossus, colossal fossil. That that's a hard thing to that's call, gargantuan is a good word for it because it's not then so assonantic, <laughs> but a gargantuan <laughs> fossil, and it's been carved out of, and it, and it's like what is that sort of beast? Like what is this sort of like amazing mm. creature that it could have come from? Yeah, the diamond is super super cool, and as you said, like I did when we did our planescape, when I had like an orb that stood in the middle of sigil and like describing that as this object that changed color already becomes something that and we had it that it was growing so it was like mm. a countdown so there was already something with that line and it did it add, it can just if you want to add that little bit of tension in your game and have something like you could use that like it's speeding up the colors are mm. speeding up slowly and and it's uh traveling to all these different colors and maybe you could have like um the thing is it's like changing the colors and you've got to like jump to those locations at the same time or you or something along those lines or you can yeah. sort of like reach out to them or at those those moments i think it could be i don't know you it's a really it. great like hey dms here's something really cool take exactly. it take yeah. it run with it absolutely yeah. the other big sort of geographical thing which is sort of always in the background but again makes for such a cool sort of like the threat mm. is, n- is never far away is this yeah. keening gloom this yeah. sort of massive ethereal cyclone and nothing that enters it is ever seen again so you're like great we're next to a huge black hole essentially yeah. um Wait, isn't that deep space mine <laughs> isn't that yeah. Yeah. kind of yeah. yeah well any of these any of these uh space things you know yeah. and it's just like this idea that you know when heroes came to the citadel and reawoken this power the cyclone which was coming close to it sort of was driven back and now it's sort mm-hmm. of in this sort of weird sort of balance of sort of tension where sometimes in times of turmoil this cyclone comes closer and closer and you, we don't know why and about what the connection it is to the radiant citadel which again could be a really cool yeah. uh, world ending moment like suddenly this the cyclone is going to envelop the radius yes. so you have to do a huge massive evacuation you maybe mm. have to do a huge big rescue plan like yeah. yeah really interesting that just to have that close by or like you have to jump into the cyclone and you'll be the f- and you'll try and save it by actually being the ones that come back out again or something like that yeah. you know it's seen again like you go in there and find all of all the things that have been caught inside it and it's like a really massive like dungeon level crawl like that could be the mm-hmm. whole campaign even you know like i yeah. don't know or or like at least the th- the the final third of the campaign like you know you've gone to all these amazing um civilizations you've come back and then the final like 15 to 20 section is you in the cyclone and uh and and sort of averting it and then with the with that sort of that great fossil that turns up and up and up it there's this Mm. thing called the trade discal which is this Mm. huge massive marketplace again on the probably on the cover of Mm. the radiant citadel we probably see parts of it there and it's just this idea that it just serves the needs in the cities of on and made in training companies rather than individual sellers and producers and it's enforced by this high taxes and fees and so there's large quantities of goods like entire herds of animals or tons of metal ore that can be transported via the these concordant jewels to there quickly and safely so it's sort of like trade but for it's like high high level trade as in like trade for large quantities of things like exactly it makes me think of like when you go sort of stock market in a sense doesn't it because like you've got those yeah. sort of things that are beyond like the everyday individual sort of trading in in things it's like that uh sort of level of stuff but or like cattle markets or something yeah, like that lit- i literally was thinking that yeah. on the level of cattle yeah. markets where these things you're, you're moving yeah. animals you're moving you watch those they're like i have no idea how anyone follows what's going on 
let's quickly talk then about the concordant jewels. We've mentioned it enough. So these yes. are like um, these are sort of huge, big, sort of floating mm. vessels, essentially that are capable of holding yeah. hundreds of people and tons of goods. Little mini spaceships, essentially. Mm. Uh, they're about building size, and the surrounding sort of the core of it is seating for passengers. So that, again, that's why I was thinking of like moon landing esque sort of like little shuttle bits where people can sit. Each jewel is linked to one of the civilizations that founded the Radiant Citadel. So it can travel to and from that particular mm. uh, linked place. And also, yeah. it, and when they're not being used, they just sort of orbit around the Radiant Citadel, like sort of just as a sort of constellation. So you can imagine if you look out, not only do you have this huge cyclone like in the background being very ominous, but you have these beautiful sort of jewel-like buildings that are just encircling and moving around at a slow pace. Yeah. No, I loved it. It was like a, um, a imagine like a, the, the images of like atoms and stuff like that is kind of how i imagine yes it's on some sort of a trajectory essentially and what's cool is that i mean obviously they do have uh, these people called clavagers who oversee and like basically are sort of making sure that everything's okay and they're assigned to make sure to keep watch etc and maintain the transit but it gives rules about like how can you control one of these jewels and like actions for that? Again, interesting. I think we talked about briefly, like how do we would we sort out ship combat in space and stuff? And again, in another uh, sibling episode. So yeah, I think already you're like, okay, that's quite cool. Like it's mm. it's not necessarily too hard to do it, but you know you need to be trained in some way. There's um, beautiful artwork with all of them as well, which is like great. Mm. Which you're just like, I want more. I want more, please. Yes, <laughs> more, please, as ever. And it also notes as well that there's there's 27 that are that are known, and then there are others that are floating around, which opens up for people to add like any sort of like civilization that they want to sort of travel to and add into this, which I think is really, which is really cool. Again, the way it was described in a couple of the videos that they put out about it, it's like, yeah, you, this is just a starting point. You could connect you from one place to another and then back again and stuff. And I just thought that's so cool. I just, I, I've not seen any, D book or module that done that very recently like i know the whole mm. point of these things is like your know, worlds can be connected anyway it can be anywhere but i thought this is such a cool neat simple way that would encourage people to be like oh you stumble into into this this sort of building and then suddenly you accidentally hit something on one of the consoles and oh you're now in the radiant citadel how do you control one then because it, it seems like you it has it has like controls and it's a sort of like more like a, a ship in some respects isn't it mm. so all it is it says like a creature adjacent to one of these controls spends a minute manipulating them making a dc 14 intelligence check arcana you know what it actually reminds me of now that i'm reading it again mm. reminds me very much of um again i appreciate you've not seen any of doctor who but the tardis console itself i have seen the pictures of that yeah you've seen it yeah so yeah. and the fact it's all bonkers all this stuff is all bonkers yeah. what they've made canon is that it's not just for one pilot it's for several pilots to navigate time and space so that's what i would do i probably would make it oh, so right. that it's not just one creature it's like at least yeah. the whole party have to do something and maybe i'll give them a chance to describe like your star trek enterprise deck of all the all the people yeah in, exactly in and put positions. them all together yeah. exactly because that would be such a cool thing and then like yeah. depending on that success we're like okay plane shift you're energized etc yeah. okay. yeah. oh that's cool talking about the clavages i assume that's how we pronounce it i know that there's going to be a pronunciation garden i'm going to get it completely yeah. wrong what's cool about them this sort of leads on to the law and order and basically how society works so many clavages become speakers for the ancestors 
let's talk about the ancestors in general. As far as I understand it, there's these things called the incarnates, and the oldest mm-hmm. ones of these are the dawn incarnates, and they are spirits from these different civilizations that sort of coalesced into this place at a particular point in the Radiant Citadel called the Preserve of the Ancestors, which feels very much like a, a wildlife preserve in, in a sense. Like it's a, it's a domed wilderness that's cut into the shape of the Aurel Diamond, and when these spirits sort of coalesce and sort of come together, they sort of are sort of very jewel-like and very sort of like almost gemstone-like. And as, again, like mm. you sort of pointed out, there's so many beautiful images of yeah. stuff. There's one of a, a ruby sort of, I think it's an armadillo? And there's the amethyst tiger, which is super cool, from Yonido, uh, yep. which is which is just, yeah, so cool. Oh, I don't know. They, I love that art style. I think it's so, um, it's very unique to like, it with, it, with that sort of like these sort of hollow but you know visual uh creations it's kind of uh, really cool yeah as you sort of pointed out each one of these different dawn incarnates represents a different land and you would if you you wish to consult with one of them for for various reasons you could do that and it gives you some little tidbits on like how to role play them it says like they could give you straightforward answers they could say nothing at all they could answer in riddles but the point is that so the main sort of personality that has them can only talk about what they have seen and heard about they're not omnipresent they're not all knowing which i think is actually very helpful so i think sometimes you maybe get into that sticky problem when you're like i call upon a deity to tell me how to answer this sort of thing and deities as we all know move in mysterious ways so it's like they might not know all the stuff and if they hold something back go well how is this deity not helping me defeat the evil doesn't it that it mostly interact with incarnate interact with its primary identity however an incarnate's primary personality is not a repository of its constituent spirit's knowledge so but you can uh, you can awaken those yes. uh, pieces of information by evoking the spirit's name or presenting something of significance to that spirit within it. So once it's awakened, it takes over as a dominant personality for a matter of minutes, so it can share that memory. So like exactly. you can so imagine some adventures just built up on that. Like we know that you have this knowledge within you, but we need to mm-hmm. find some way to connect to that piece of knowledge. So you go on an adventure that sort of leads you to either find a trinket of something that can awaken it or remembering a name of something or a time or a place Mm -hmm. that you can come back and then say that then can awaken this knowledge that then leads you on the next part of adventure it's like yeah (laughs) very cool so cool and what's interesting the thing i was just reading about here is that there is one a dead dawn incarnate known as the sapphire within which is just there in this uh, this preserve of the ancestors it's lies inert its gemstones blackened and cracked and they believe it was one of the dawn incarnates uh it was the dawn incarnate of one of the radiant citadel's 12 lost civilizations but all efforts to waken it have failed and it's just that interesting thing because again it's described as this beautiful preserve because there's not much in terms of natural wildlife on this in this particular part so then you have these beautiful animal like crystalline creatures Mm. and yet it's almost that bit like again in lion king is like what's that dark bit over there oh that is that is the sapphire with them you must Mm. never (laughs) don't bother it it's already dead again could be quite interesting because it's as a storyline like what if it starts to wake up yeah what will happen you know so again a really cool interesting little story hook that you could put you could play upon as a dm like with all D&D things, it's chucking in loads of little, like, things that you can just pick up on and run with, which is, like, what you want from any campaign guide, isn't it? It's just, you know, as we've been doing in our planes thing, like, they that's what a lot of the planar books have been doing as well, isn't it? Just, like, giving you just little hints of, like, what the what's up and what could you take as a DM. 
let's talk about then the speakers for the ancestors. Yeah. Then, so the speakers for the ancestors are the ruling body of the Radiant Citadel, and they're mm-hmm. chosen as sort of an election amongst the sort of people they represent. And what's very cool is that if you come as an immigrant to the Radiant Citadel, you can align yourself to one of the civilizations uh, to mm-hmm. vote for that speaker, which I think, again, that's quite cool. So he, again, encourages players to get involved with the politics of the uh, Radiant Citadel. And I just thought that's really interesting because it talks about what do you do with that. So in terms of that, the once a candidate has been elected, they must face the 15 founding Dawn incarnates and pass their tests. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe question the uh, candidate, whilst others mm-hmm. may send the candidate on a quest. So instantly mm-hmm. it feels like, okay, maybe one of your players has decided they want to be, they want to be a representative well these dawn incarnates want to yeah. test your abilities and then you may take your little entourage with you so very similar in a way we've talked about recently ravnica and they're having a guild together maybe you do something here with the politics of it and sort of encouraging people to not it's not necessarily about adventuring it's more about dealing with the home sort of politics of it, which i thought was just really interesting it's also interesting how like they so they gain these powers when they ascend to that sort of level mm-hmm. um and then they they disappear if they if they leave and they no longer hold office but there's that interesting thing about the bound to the citadel which it kind of relates back to its original founding uh, i believe which is that there was you know the ancestors started from these original heroes who re-found this radiant citadel rediscovered it and brought it back to sort of life for want of a better mm-hmm. Term. So if someone, uh, as it says, like steps down before the end of their term or dies while in office, all basic necessities in Radiant Citadel gradually cease to function unless yeah. a suitable replacement is elected approved within 30 days. Plants stop growing, wells run dry, and a speaker cannot leave the Radiant Citadel for more than 30 days before the, for the same thing. So mm. you could imagine that is a seriously like, you know, there's an intro hook. You turn up on like the day and then on that day one of the speakers uh you know unfortunately is like is like kidnapped or or is or, yes. or unfortunately just dies but like or, or anything or, or they step down for some reason like they feel they can't you know they become ill or something and then the whole campaign or like the beginning half of the campaign can be all about getting like we need to help facilitate this like yeah. becoming the adventuring party that help them on their quest or it's just something that's always counting and giving that sort of um mm. background this is or it could just be background you know it's just background for the campaign something that's always going on that your players can just becoming involved in it allows the city to like does that whole like the city changes as you're going back and forth mm. and and it could be just a little bit of something to always ground them in time with the rest of the city or something like that. And again, just reading through some of the other things, like where they meet, there's this amphitheater in the centre of this preserve. So again, this idea of just a beautiful, sort mm. of gorgeous wilderness, and then having this amphitheater where people are sitting mm. and listening to the conversation stuff. Because yeah, all the all the governance is sort of public and transparent and participatory. The laws themselves are not static, uh, but they evolve to meet the new challenges and needs. And it's, it makes it very clear that... Yes, this city, it's, it's a highly diverse city with various customs, different beliefs and all that sort of thing. But the key thing here is that robust civic engagement will help anyone overcome adversity, which mm. I've not really seen that in any of the other cities that we've we've looked at in the past. You know, like it's yeah. actually made a big effort to be like, here's how here's how an ideal city works. Yeah. But then I want to just quickly talk about then the law enforcement and justice stuff of it, because this is quite an interesting one. So it talks about first time I've ever seen something talk about mental illness. So there's this place called the House of Covalescence, mm-hmm. which helps people like 
with mental health illness, with healing stuff. Uh, again, I've talked about that sliding scale thing before. Whilst there is theft and all that sort of thing, it's more about restorative justice rather than, you know, Mm. violence yeah. per se yeah. so the, if there is any violence there are highly trained local guards to disperse it etc but there's an interesting thing where he talks about the worst offenders when there is an, when there is clearly a crime that has been committed there is a punishment whereas the criminal is subjected to a ritual that prevents them from repeating their crime and then is banished from the city mm. and I find that's an interesting one. Like, yeah, it's I'd, a very interesting one. I again, maybe it's just because I'm I haven't committed a crime. Honest, um, I don't know how. Like, because you can't repeat the crime, but then you're banished from the city. As in, you can't repeat the crime on any other plane that you're banished from. Basically, is what I imagine. It yeah, is. but then, yeah. but then, I guess like. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's that controlling thing that you're taking. It's something's taken away from you. Your mm. your freedom of choice to do something like that. Mm. So I don't know. I just thought that was a really it's interesting a very, thing. Is it completely? Yeah, it's a completely different sort tone. Of, yeah, tone to it, and just it. But then I think that's the thing for you know all of like fantasy, science fiction. It's just that what is always what I always find so interesting in all of them is the different political structures that they create mm. and the different sort of societies is what I'm looking for, like, yeah. you know, that they create. And what's always great about them is when they make you think about something in, in, a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. I think it's, a, it's an interesting and a new take on it, which yeah. I haven't had a chance to really investigate personally. I think the House of Convalescence is a really important, is a really mm. important thing to add into I can't think of it being mentioned in, in 5e, personally, in any mm. other way, really. It's this yeah. idea that this the, the House of Convalescence, it's described here as an oasis for the sick, the injured and desperate, mm. and most come to serve those in need, but some mm. seek to understand the magical properties of the place itself, because, mm. again, a very cool magical property uh, or magical condition of this place is that spells like Raise Dead, Resurrection, Revivify, True Resurrection, are cast in this particular place because of the closeness to the auroral diamond that you don't need a diamond component which that's yeah. bloody that's Ooh, the one thing all the time you need saved isn't it yeah exactly and yeah. of course if you, any healing that gets done there so if um you get your hit point maximum so yeah when you if you're taking a long rest there or you're storing mm. it with a spell they use the highest number possible for each die talking about the speakers i just wanted to make note of the one person that they make note of in in this one of mm. uh, which is uh shole because i have to mention every time there's a dragon it's a dragon <laughs> spoiler it's, it's a dragon it's, it's a dragon it does say it in the first paragraph but yes. i think i just wanted to make note of that because you know it just thinking about the actual the beings that that hold this position are not just humanoids it is an ancient brass dragon is one mm. of them. This is the one they're showing you about. So you could have just imagining the the others that there can be, you know, like just these are sort of great, you know, super high level sort of beings that I think is is quite interesting as probably as much mm. as humanoids. It just sort of adds to that idea of that we are in something so great you know so yes. sort of grand you know and sort of like mm-hmm. s- super magical um yep. which is sort of like i don't know i don't even think sigil doesn't even have that like sigil doesn't yeah. have this super ma- it has one super magical creature which is the lady of pain but is that's played as like 
as very like mysterious and yeah, then you everyone don't else know is, everything. Yeah, yeah you don't know everything and then everything else is very it's pretty much just water deep but a bit plainer basically yeah you know is another city and then all other cities are very much like the only other one that comes to mind is um Ancarel in critical role in critical role where jamanda sword is a is also an ancient brass dragon but then again there's only one individual whilst mm. this place is just emanating <laughs> magic and people and yeah. sort of something actually quite particular which to that which i'm i'm really i kind of love it's like mm. just super magic point super magic central point which i think is like where else do you want to start a, a super yeah. high fantasy campaign like than than here in some ways or at least get there in every yeah. i think you're right i think what's interesting and i know before people like write in and tell me like obviously i know there's always backstories about leaders and stuff in cities like waterdeep and Baldur's gate oh, yeah. and neverwinter all that stuff. what i found really interesting reading a uh, show like backstory mm. or a little bit here like obviously it talks about her coming to rediscover the radiant citadel being mm. the first speaker of the ancestors being the only person that's still in that office there because obviously she's a brass dragon it instantly says like unlike many of her kind she's neutral good because brass dragons metallic dragons are mm. considered in the past to be evil so I thought that's interesting they've already made a note of that Wait, i thought brass is good because they're metallic have i got that wrong it says unlike many other kinds she's no, neutral. they're normally chaotic good that's all so it's the Cha- neutral good ah oh, so it's the right. neutrality so she... sorry over the chaotic I got that she's wrong. pragmatic and shrewd rather than because yeah that's, okay. that's you know what that makes more sense you can be saying if you want to, aren't you? Uh, done <laughs> yeah, okay. um but i think what's interesting about her is that it talks about her having faults in a sense that make her sort of like not weak at all but like feels almost like relatable so her flaw mm. It's like, do I exist only because others need me? And she does this thing where she picks at her scales when she's nervous and when people aren't looking, mm. which I just thought was interesting. And there's a little story here about that she has, she comes from one of the, the lands that is connected and about her relationship with that, that she is struggling to be sort of very neutral, like obviously at the Radiant Citadel with the leader, this angelic leader, Atash, uh, mm. in in that land and she doesn't want to oppose him directly but she has to be that sort of political you know delicate little game to make sure that she doesn't worry about the you know doesn't harm the future mm. of her homeland but at the same time is keeping neutral about it it's just a very well-rounded character that's being portrayed to us here and in only one two three four paragraphs yeah. and like I love the second paragraph. You know, she uh, she often takes form the older brown-skinned human woman, quick to anger and quick to love. She has rivals and adversaries aplenty, but friends and suitors in even greater number. Yeah. She loves a good drink, loves dancing even more, and spends her free time with the common citizens of the city. I'm like, she's my new favourite person. Yeah, she Robin. sounds super fun. Yeah, exactly, because I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, just sounds like such a, you know, and you know what? I've never gone, you know, all that rain, never end. I want to have a drink with that person. Nope. <laughs> oh, sorry. He, no, that guy's an <laughs> arsehole. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? You know, I can't think, it's the only person I can think of that's in, in power uh, in, off the top of my head. But like, this is a real person that's being put in front of me. Yeah, it, it, it feels realistic that this person, and yeah. like they have their, their hopes and dreams and fears. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's just so written so short as well. But it's but written I, in a very me. sort of, human way <laughs> she loves a good drink loves dancing even more it's like the way it's written is actually really i don't know it feels I'm just very sort of, loving it feels yeah, like it, just, it, it is yeah. it is maybe of someone it feels like whoever wrote this particular bit it yeah. is of somebody they knew 
one final thing I want to sort of talk about, because there's obviously there's a lot in this chapter. There's talk about the lore, the of the defenses, etc. I wanted yeah. to talk about the shield bearers. Okay, yeah. I think they're so cool. <laughs> Essentially, they they are described as sort of the bravest of the citadel. You know, they're sort of like basically the adventurers guild. I would say that like you people could like join them and you can go to be like you know on quests and, and help out, etc. But they are also described as the Radiant Citadel's rescue and relocation team. Mm. And I was just getting images of, of course, obviously in the UK, we have lots of, um, oh, I say mountains, lots of big hills, essentially, yeah, mountains as well. And people go traipsing off, like, I'm going to get to the top, and then they get stuck. And then you have to send out the search and rescue. Well, like lifeboats, all in, in the UK, yeah. we don't, ha- we, I, I think we do have a Coast Guard, but we... Yeah. Uh, the lifeboats are a are still the RNLI is a, RLNI, is yeah. a volunteer charity, isn't it? Similar, so it's like that similar sort of go and search and rescue, save people <laughs> sort of thing, isn't it? And obviously, there are other places that we can talk about, but again, I think it's more fun to have a quick read about stuff like the Palace of Exile, but also the Court of Whispers. This idea of a, almost like you know we talked before about that stock exchange idea, but this is where they barter for knowledge and and mm. whispers and spies and all that sort of thing, and this idea that you. You employ maybe freelancers to keep a track of like major concerns about what's going on in the different homelands and stuff. So like almost like a big news, like a notice board. I, I could imagine like people talking and putting up signs and like notices and stuff and like updating it like a news of what's going on. So I just thought that's a very it's a basically a huge information hub. Thank you so much, Hamilton, for I always say this a brief whistle stop tour through stuff like that. But again, seeing that preview having a read of yes. it and going this is exciting oh yeah no definitely yeah it's all very exciting for what's coming up it's always good there's so much stuff i'm sorry i'm just I'm, i got i got lost looking at the amount of stuff that's coming out <laughs> sorry hey, hey i have no problem with that yeah i highly recommend it i think it's one of the most exciting and interesting like it made me excited to to read about cities again and not mm. be like oh cities are just a shopping point i think there's so much to it because we really enjoyed um minx and boo Minsk yes. and Boo a lot because of the city information. I, I, I think just more cities is always great. And I think what we're going to get with this one as well is so much more sort of mm. worlds to explore as well. So, like, I think that's a, a lot of the time what is Wizard's job <laughs> to give us... It's their give us, jobs. It's their job. Give us more cool stuff to play in. <laughs> and yeah. so, and, and they're delivering. Well, Hamilton, where mm. can we find you when you're not talking about different oh. worlds uh and you're Find not me. parading around the radiant citadel what are you what are you planning what, what, what are, am i doing what, can, what's, what are you up to what am i up to what am i up to what, what projects are you on what, what, what projects you on? am i so where can uh, we find you you can find okay you can find me on twitter at the dragon dm uh, all one words uh, yeah. you can also soon soon see me doing morky borgs in our theater macabre uh short yes. run series and then once that finishes hopefully then you'll see me playing pirates in pirate borg oh <laughs> exactly some borgs some double borged double borged and that is all whilst i'm writing my bowie inspired spelljammer campaign which will be coming out later in the year which very i'm very exciting. excited about yes what about where about how about who about when about are you me that's it like who who am i my name is fiona uh what am i i'm a podcaster <laughs> where am i i'm glad you asked where uh, well <laughs> i'm in my bedroom currently when we're recording this but where is also the name of my podcast uh, my other podcaster what am i rolling which is a twice monthly rpg one-shot podcast mm. as always whenever i talk about it it's going very very well because i'm very british and i i get very embarrassed about talking about things i do but <laughs> 
you know, if you're really into like actual play stuff, you want to find out about different systems, you want to try different genres and stuff, you want to see how different things work differently when you're telling great stories, whether it's like super, super narrative with very little like dice mechanics or even game mechanics, it's just people just chatting, or you're like, I want lots of crunch, come over and check where out. We've also got some interviews with some game designers coming out soon. Uh, we've had some already from Free League. We've talked to the creators behind Merkborg as well. We've got interviews coming up, hopefully, with the writers behind the Alien RPG game, uh, Into the Odd, and Vassan, which is a Nordic folklore one, who have a supplement for British and Irish folklore coming out as well. So it's a very exciting time. And if you're like, all oh, these RPGs are really lovely, but what I really want is an offer code just to get 10% off some some product here and there. Well, we have something just for you folks. So if you like your friendly local game store in a place called, the mythical place called Burnley uh, in the UK, you can get 10% off your first order if you type in the offer code DMBC into checkout. And, and yeah, you can order anything you want. Uh, Radiant Citadel, it's probably pre-ordered now. I think that's coming it up. It is. You can pre-order it. You can pre-order it. <gasps> You, you can pre-order. Pre you can order it now. That's it, that's it. I mean, Do probably it. when this probably when this episode comes out, you've probably it's already out. You've so already please bought, so buy it. <laughs> buy it. Buy it. So so yeah, go check it out. That's and we'll DMPC. sure have a show about it soon, won't we? Yes, we will. Oh, sorry, I got in the way of your offer code. What is the offer code? The offer code is DNBC. You got to do DNBC. You got to do the little hand gestures, and then it gets you typed do. in, and yep. then you get it. But thank you so much for listening. I hope we will see you on another Radiant Citadel episode very very soon. And until then, everyone, see you on the flip side. See you on the flip side. Bye. <laughs>